Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the author incubator, Dr. Angela Loria. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio. I am so happy to have you all here today. And I am especially grateful for our super patient guests. I've been having some technical challenges this morning, but we are going to dive right in. Melissa, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, my pleasure, Angela. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, terrific. So let's just get started. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell people about your book? Okay. Um, My name is Melissa Heisler, and I'm a stress reduction expert. I have a new book that's uh, two months old. I'm very excited about it. It's my first solo book. I've been in a few compilations, but this is the first one on my own. And uh, the book is called From Type A to Type Me, How to Stop Doing Life and Start Living It. And, uh, I love the, it. Oh, great. Thank you so much. Um, it, it's really a story. It started as a story of my journey from type A to type me. And uh, the book really evolved to be a, a framework to help others to go through the same journey. I think a lot of us are um, becoming type A's these days. Type A is a, a learned behavior. And with all the uh, technology and connectivity and stress and overwhelm that we have in our lives, a lot of us are picking up type negative type A behaviors. And um, I think there's a way to get back to me, our unique me, one that enjoys and experiences life and uh, can truly choose their life versus feeling a victim to everything. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because especially, and I'm definitely in in the type A crowd, and I think when you are a type A, you're so busy doing stuff, you don't really think of yourself as a victim necessarily. Um, how, do you, how do you make sense of that? Well, I think what it is is that uh, a lot of times we use being in control and having our to-do list as a way for security. And so we're trying mm-hmm. to control the chaos around us um, to help us feel more secure. But what happens, again, being type A is not necessarily a negative thing. It just depends, are you allowing your type A behaviors to overtake you or are you controlling them? So where we start Mm. becoming a victim is where we can't say no when people ask us things, where instead of our to-do list helping us, it becomes a master to us Mm. and, and a stressor. So it's all about being aware of, are you in control of your type A behaviors and are they helping you? Or do you feel like um, it, you're out of control and, and you're, you're always behind the eight ball trying to do everything that you think you need to? Well, so there's a certain irony here. So we talked on Book Journeys about the role of becoming an author, and that for many people is, is a type A activity. So where, when you were writing your book, did you kind of tap into the good side of being a, tap, of being a type A and then where did you maybe not let that become a master? 
Well, the, the, as far as writing, the good part of being a type A is it was very, um, once I had clarity on how I wanted to present the information, being able to really cut out and say, you know, they need to understand this point here and this part point here. You know, the book is, um, is geared toward type, type A, so it's not a checklist, but it is very simple, direct points of what can be done. So I think it, it reads as if a type A wrote it. Um, ah, nice. Yeah, yeah, because um, I know type A. I'm actually going to, yeah, I'm going to pull that out because I think it's a really good point. Is Melissa was really clear that her reader was a type A, and she was really writing for what they needed and the way they approached solving problems. And so I think that's actually a great example of understanding your reader and writing for them. Absolutely, absolutely. I know it. You know, I'm a recovering type A. And I'll be reading some books and I'll get into them and it'll be like, well, cut to the chase. What's the bottom line? You know, what are you trying to tell me here? And so mm-hmm. I assume that that would be the same thing my reader would be going through. And so I tried not to be redundant. I tried to be very clear the first time I presented an idea and um, also structure the book so it was really easy to find information. And so it, it didn't feel weighty. It didn't feel like you had to be bogged down by it. So I, I think it's mm. fairly crisp. Yeah. The other so half, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say the other half of your question is when I wasn't type A and, um, you know, I still had the experience of being a writer where the intuition came through. And mm-hmm. I remember, you know, I would be writing all day and then the next morning I'd read what I wrote and I'm like, wow, that's brilliant. Who wrote that? You know, it was really the, the channeling of the information. So it, it was really both parts where, you know, I had the, the intuition that was helping guide me and then I'd go back and type a structure it. Yeah. So terrific. So let's talk about your writing process. Why don't you explain how, how you got the book done? It sounds like you had some, some pre-work you did, and then when you got into the writing phase, what was that schedule like for you? Um, it, you, it depends on when you talk to me about it. Um, I actually worked <laughs> on this book for, for seven years. And uh, I would say the first year or two was more of personal jur- uh, journaling and personal work. Um, it, it really was not, you know, I knew I wanted to share it with people, but it was much more my own work than anything else. And uh, then it was the journey of, okay, I need to make this into a format that other people can get value from it, and what does that look like? And um, so there was a a few years where I tried to put different frameworks on the book. You know, I knew the packets of information that I wanted to share, but I really didn't know how to present them. And so I kept Mm. picking things like, you know, acceptance, balance, and choice, or, you know, other pockets, and, and try to fit the information in, but it didn't seem natural. And mm. the, the turning point for me is I was teaching a class, and I asked the class if I could record it. I just wanted to work on my speaking skills. And as I was transcribing the replay of this, this group, which was really interactive, um, as I was transcribing it, I went, oh, my God, that's what I teach. And then the buckets of awareness, acceptance, alternative, alternatives, and action really came crystal clear for me. 
and then I was able to um, restructure the book. And I, I I don't know if you have a question, but you know I can talk about the editing process, which was which was yeah. Just, before we get into phenomenal. editing, let's stop there because I think that's very helpful. Um, and so let's talk about the the recordings you did with the class. Did you use those as transcripts and and work from them, or did you really just take the structure from the class? It, it was honestly um, just to work on my presentation skills. So it was not um, how I gathered the book. I know a lot of people will will speak their book before they write it. Um, I'm more naturally writing before speaking. So uh, I think if you look at the content of the book, it actually started with blog posts that I've been doing for the past years. So there would be, hey, this is a really great idea, and this is a really great idea. And so some of the preliminary versions of the book were piece together blog posts um, or concepts or um, if I had a really interesting uh, session with a client that I coached that I would make a note of that and, um, and I knew it had to be part of the book. So it was a lot of writing little pieces and then looking for how do these things fit together. Yeah, I think that's a really great tip for people if you are having trouble structuring your book and you think of it as a class, how would you structure it as a class? And um, it's, it's a fantastic approach. So, okay, let's go into editing. So uh, at what point did you bring an editor on? How did you find your editor? And tell us about that relationship. Okay, um, I had uh, worked with editors, I guess, actually three times. Um, one was probably, I think it was three or four years into the process. And uh, I was part of a contest to be able to get a publishing contract. So I wanted to make sure that my first, you only had to submit one chapter and an outline. And so I, um, I asked friends, neighbors, researched to try to find an editor. Um, and I did find one um, to really help me with the, the content uh, editing. And um, it, was, it was actually the I think the experience that first flipped the switch to go from I'm writing something to I need to be a serious writer and author. And so I started to understand um, more about the structure, more about presenting materials to individuals, um, not just because I was so focused on what I was saying versus what would be heard. And I think uh. that was really what I learned from the first editor. Yeah, that is fantastic. That sounds like a great editor because that is definitely the key. Absolutely, absolutely. And then I had one in between that I just wanted to make sure that things looked good for something else I was submitting it for. But this past year, um, when I was uh, ready to actually get my book published, I had um, did some crowdfunding for it. Uh, it was a little bit to raise money so I could publish it. But it was really to give me the confidence that after seven years, you know, somebody mm. besides me is interested in this. And uh, through the pub slush campaign that I did, I was introduced to a company called Wise Inc. And um, it was through them that I worked with an editor, and uh, she was simply phenomenal. Um, and I, I feel like it was three months over the summer, I felt like I completely rewrote the book. Again, all the wow. meat and potatoes were there. But moving things around and clarifying things and, again, even going deeper into writing what needs to be heard, not what needs to be said. And um, it was, it was an, a, an incredible experience. I mean, I was working 
12 hours or more a day, probably this whole summer within the editing process. Um, and uh, So what so advice this, would you give people about working with an editor? What works best for you and what do you think some of the pitfalls might be? First of all, completely remove the ego. Um, you know, people say a book's their baby, and it's not. It's your gift to the world. And so take out anything about I'm a good writer or a bad writer or this person doesn't like me, so they're taking this out or any kind of those thoughts. Um, it's not about you. It's about the work. Uh, if there's any of that stuff, I don't think you can get the best out of your editor. Um, and then it's being open to everything that comes to you. Even if you disagree with the editor, there's probably something in there to learn from them. Um, and I, I think it's important to understand the type of editor that you need at what time. Um, because there's, there's the content editor that can it really is a co-writer with you in a way of helping you deliver your message in the, in the best way. Uh, but then there's a lot of other partners in the editing process that can help you with sentence structure and <laughs> relearning the English language um, uh -huh. and, and you know, the, the copywriting, proofreading uh, whole process as well. So when you get into the editing process, it's no longer your baby. You need to be really open to feedback and, um, and be open to making it the best work that it can be. Yeah, I think that's terrific. What were um, what were some of the decisions that you considered when you uh, when you picked your publisher? What made your you said you worked with Wisink. Um, so what what made you want to work with them, and and what were some of the things you were looking for in a publisher? You know, I, I've gone around in circles with the whole publishing. I've I've spent seven years trying to understand the publishing business, and uh, I really thought in the beginning that I needed to go with a traditional publisher and you know, learn what I needed to do to be able to present my work to a publisher and, and that whole game that you need to play. But as I got into it, I learned that publishers are really, um, they want known entities. You know, they want you to have 10,000 followers already. Uh, they're, not, they're not looking at the work as much as they're working at the potential sale. And, um, and that's no offense to them. They've got to make a living. Totally get it. Um, so I actually had decided to self-publish um, because I didn't see – I'd rather put the effort into getting the book out than spending years trying to find that one publisher that would help me. And uh, when I was contacted by Wise Inc., um, I think what really sold me on them was that the level of professionalism they could bring to it. I knew when I self-published, I didn't want to do it hacky. Um, I wanted to have a really good editor. I wanted to do the book cover correctly. Um, you know, I have a, a history in marketing, so I know how to, the, the importance of the packaging of the product. And I wanted to make sure that this was truly a professional product, even though I was, I was paying for it. And um, the people I worked with, the, the woman who did my cover design, uh, actually did Martha Beck's, one of her books. So That's the, so exciting. Yeah, well, it was phenomenal. We found out like a, a time or two into it of working together. She's like, oh, by the way, did you know? And it's like, wow. It was just that floored me. Um, but it was through the whole process that the concept of that company was to really support the author, just like what you're doing here. Is to, they want to ensure that every author gets heard. 
And so they're not churning and burning a lot like some of the the self-publishing houses. They really want to help the author to create a work. And um, Mm. so there was a lot of industry knowledge that I think they supplied. And like I said, I was going to go it alone, and and I was really happy to find this team that could help me make it a professional piece. Love that. Fantastic. So what are the – when does your book come out? It came out mid-September. And so tell me in the, I was going to say, in the six weeks or so that your book has been out, have there been any surprises? Have there been any moments as an author where you thought, wow, this is a really, you know, this is why I did this, or this is a really big surprise and it's awesome? One of the first things that happened, um, I I got a, a text from my sister-in-law who lives in a different state and it was actually a picture that she received from a friend who was reading my book and Mm. the text was about that this woman was crying in a coffee shop because she thought that first chapter was written about her wow and yeah it was it was it's over I'm getting teared up now it's it's just overwhelming Mm. to have and it's it's happened many times after that that um it's incredible. I, I didn't realize the the people who were like me that really see themselves in this work, and I'm I'm really hoping that that I can help them with it. So I mean, that's been incredibly powerful. Um, my first book sale in England floored me because I have no idea how they heard about heard about it. So that was kind of exciting. Um, but it's and it's been really exciting to see. I've also been uh, speaking at different events to spread the word and uh, the response from people who have attended. I usually sell to half the people there, and um, it, it just it feels so good that it was worthwhile to get through seven years to make this happen because there's there's really people who are interested in uh, in stress reduction and and changing their lives. So let's talk about speaking. Um, did you know when you wrote your book that you would be using your book to help you get speaking engagement? You know, actually, it was. I think it's yes, and I also knew that I needed to get speaking engagements in order to promote the book. So it's it's kind of a chicken or egg thing um, in that manner. It has been a door opener for me to get into many more groups because it's not just – I'm now the the author and the ex um mm. and not just somebody knocking on their door. So that's been really powerful and um I I feel a difference. I've I've been speaking over the years, but I don't know if it's a difference in me or if it's in a different in the way people see me now that that I'm published. But um I by the I way, I hear that over and over again for authors. So much of it is about, you know, birthing your book, but it's really about letting you step into that role of expert and how that transforms just your conversations with clients or prospects, I think is just tremendous. You're absolutely right, Angela. It's, uh, I really think that that's been part of this past editing process. You know, everything I was trying to hide and minimize in my work my editor was good enough to say, hey, you've got you've to step it up here. You've got to come out of the corner, and um, you've really got to, you've got to shine, and you've got, to, you've got the information, share it. And so pushing me to, to put it on the page 
has also given me the courage to do it in person. Hmm. That's so powerful. And so how did you figure out where you could speak? Tell us, give us a little more strategy about how you're getting the speaking engagements you're getting and how you even figured out where you might be a fit. Well, you know, it's understanding your demographics. So I speak to a lot of uh, professionals, both women and men, and uh, small business owners. So I know that's the people who resonate with my subject the best. Um, and so I started out with friends and family. You know, my network, the people who know me and love me. Um, and uh, actually, while I was doing the crowdfunding campaign, so I had a list of people I knew who were supporting me, as well as other networkers that I know. And so when I started to put a plan together to birth the book, I reached out to them and said, you know, here's a couple things you can do for me if you're interested. You know, I have some guest blogs or articles. You know, would you mind putting them on your site? Um, do you know of any groups that are for professionals or sole entrepreneurs? Can you introduce me to see if I can speak there? Um, so I actually called out to the people that I knew to try to get those speaking engagements. And uh, now I'm starting into phase two where I'm actually I'm trying to reach out of my network and um, do some pitches towards local media as well as some larger organizations that I don't necessarily have a, a connection with right now. So it's a scary thing, but uh, it's got to be done. <laughs> you know, you've got to get out of your own network to be able to, to really spread the word. So what advice, I'm sure now that your book is out, people have said to you, like, I always wanted to write a book or whatever. So what advice do you give people who um, who want to write a book and haven't been able to finish it? Maybe they're in that that seven-year window that you were in, which so many people get trapped in. What, what advice do you give them for, for getting it done and getting it out there? Well, I would, I would look at why they're hesitating. You know, why is it that you're, that you're not finishing it? Do you not think it's good enough? Um, you know, what is holding you back? And I guess the, what I would look at is why did you start writing in the first place? What was your mission? What was it that you wanted to share? What, is, what was it that you wanted to gift to others? And is it still important to you? And uh, I know that was something that kept me going, is that I, I knew that I wanted to help more people and make a change. And, and that's what kept me going on through the seven years to make it happen. So I would really look at why did you start doing this and maybe why are you holding this gift back from the world? Uh, mm. why, are you, why are you keeping it from them, you know? Uh, and like you said, I think it's it's the scary thing that it's not just bringing your book out into the world, it's bringing you out into the world. And so maybe doing some work on are you ready to really show and to shine and to step into yourself. So what do you think it was for you? Was there a moment where you kicked over into being ready after having worked on it for a while? You know what, there were different phases. I think there was, you know, the first phase where I kind of puked things out, and then I wasn't sure what to do with it because I knew it wasn't very good. But I knew I wanted to move forward, and that's when I entered the competition. And so that was a year or so that, you know, I was I had a push with the, with the hope that I would get a publisher. And then when that didn't happen, and it was sort of a negative experience for me because they were looking for that big celebrity person that already had a platform. And so I said, well, mm. 
why should I write this? I'm, I'm not that person. And so it went on the back burner again. And as I was working with clients, I could see the changes I was making. And it was like, I, I've got to do this. I've got to get it out. And I'm like, if I don't, if I don't put a, a stake in the ground and say, I'm going to do it now, uh, it'll never get done. And that's, that's part of why I did the crowdfunding. Is it was like, if I, if I get the money, I've got to do it. So it was kind of like I forced myself to do it. Oh, um, that's a nice little tip. So let's talk about the crowdfunding campaign. I know you work with PubSlush, which I love. Great for uh, crowdfunding for authors. And so you have the idea to do that campaign. Tell us a little about what you did. Um, sure. I, and actually, I just presented on this the other day. Um, crowdfunding is a marketing campaign. Um, I didn't realize the depth of it when I was doing it myself, but you have to think of it. It's, it's a large endeavor to take on. It's worth it, but you need to take it seriously and do a lot of pre-planning. Um, you know, it's, it also helps you position your book because when you're creating your, your crowdfunding campaign, you need to put together a video, you know, that great tagline and some information about your book. You've got to sell yourself. Why would people want to help this book come together. And so it also helped me to understand, hey, what is the value that I'm You know, it's funny because what you just described is what we get out of doing book proposals. So, uh, you know, that's what the publisher or the agent that you're presenting your book proposal to is really looking for. And so it's almost like by doing the crowdfunding campaign, you got to kind of lay the groundwork for your marketing plan. Absolutely. It is your first step in your marketing program. Um, wow. And, yeah. And it's important to make sure that your rewards are relevant to the people who might be funding, you know, in our alignment with, again, that positioning that you have. And then it's getting the word out. And, you know, it's the same thing. Really, it's, it's doing your book launch before you do your book launch. So mm. it's hitting friends and family. It's trying to do large media outreach. It's doing in-person events to get the word out. Um, so, and part of, and actually I, the great part of doing the crowdfunding for me is that I would do speaking engagements to kind of give a taste of what I was talking about. And it helped me know more. It, it was one of more of those steps of stepping into the information that I wanted to share. And so as I was doing these talks, again, I got, a, I got better clarity of what people resonated with and what they didn't. And um, I also got to see, for me, to move it forward, the interest in it and the people saying, yeah, you know, there's, there's good value in it and thank you for giving, you know, X, Y, and Z tonight. And so, like I said, I might not have raised the amount of money that I wanted to through crowdfunding, but it gave me the confidence um, in my work and also gave me hints on things I need to recraft within the, the book itself. Hmm. Well, I think that's great. So um, in our just in our final minute or so, is there anything that you would want to share, uh, any final piece of advice that you would want to give to people um, from your book? From my book or about creating the book? Just meaning from the process of writing your book. Is there okay, any yes. okay, yes. advice you'd want to leave people on? 
Wow, that's there. I don't know where to start. Um, number one, just do it. If you're called to do it, just start writing. You know, and and maybe not think of it as a book because sometimes that can be overwhelming. So break it down into little pieces, and um, and just continue to plug away, plug away on it. Um, and and I, I guess that my big education was understanding the positioning. You know, I, I knew what I wanted to share, but being able to put it into a package that the reader would actually say, ooh, this is something I want to pick up and read, is so critical. So it may not be something you start with initially, but know that that is so important um, when you're doing your work to really under, to, to really position it so people understand what it is that you're you're gifting in this book. And then I yeah. can't speak, speak more highly about the editing process. Um, make it professional and, and have somebody look at your work. Don't be afraid to do that. Well, three terrific pieces of advice from She's the author of From Type A to Type Me, How to Stop Doing Life and Start Living It. So thank you so much, Melissa. My pleasure, Angela. Thanks for having me on. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.